Welcome to another episode of uh, Safari Mike's Planet Watch. Today we are going to talk about macaws. Of course, macaws are a big part of Disney's Animal Kingdom, thanks to uh, Dave and I's favorite show, Winged Encounters. Um, It is a great show, and it's a great way to showcase birds in in zoos. Um, I have often talked about how Disney's Animal Kingdom, as well as some other zoos, do a great job of exhibiting zoos by giving them the room to fly. And certainly... Seeing a flock of macaws fly over your head uh, at Discovery Island is impressive, to say the least. At Winged Encounters, they do have several different types of macaws, and we'll go over some of them um, in more depth. But the the show itself has hyacinth, green-winged, blue and gold, scarlet, blue-throated, and military macaws. Let's talk, first of all, about the hyacinth macaw. It is the largest species of macaw, and it's the one, uh, for, for people familiar with the show, with this very bright blue, almost entirely blue, with this little yellow in the, in, on the head. The, the hyacinth macaw survives today in three known distinct populations, one in southern Brazil, one in eastern Bolivia, and one in northeastern Paraguay. It is found primarily in riverside, tropical rainforest, and palm swamps. Its habitat uh, varies throughout its range, um, from seasonally moist forest with broken canopy to more mature palm forests, even to, to marshes. The hyacinth macaw, like many macaws, eats seeds, fruits, nuts, vegetables. Um, you, as, it's, as you see it, it has a very powerful beak, which allows it to break nuts as well as uh, some seeds. Eight species of palm are central to the diet of the hyacinth macaw. The hyacinth, uh, we were talking about the bill, has an exceptionally powerful bill. It is the largest of its kind in the world, and it allows it to eat otherwise inaccessible nuts and seeds. Macaws, as you could probably guess, play a very important role in seed dispersal. Um, Macaws can even eat some poisonous seeds and unripe fruits that no other animal can digest. And the hyacinth macaw depends, oddly enough, on its predator, the toucan, for its livelihood. Now, the toucan, um, we all know what that looks like are smaller than hyacinth macaws the toucan contributes largely to the seed dispersal of the manduvi tree and that is one that uh, hyacinth macaws like to nest in but the toucan is the number one predator of hyacinth macaw eggs so there's a, a dynamic relationship between those two birds in the palm trees themselves, or the, the manduvi trees, I should say, the hollows are of sufficient size and are found only in trees that are about 60 years of age or older. So as you can imagine, the competition for nesting sites in a hyacinth macaw is pretty great. The clutch size is one to two eggs, although usually only one fledgling, uh, only one fledgling survives as the second egg usually hatches several days after the first, and the smaller fledgling just cannot compete for the uh, rare food. Some people believe that there were more than 100,000 hyacinth macaws uh, living in the rainforest before the arrival of Indians in South America. In 1990, the wild population was estimated to be just 2,500 birds. The world's captive population, such as the ones at Disney's Animal Kingdom, is much larger, numbering in the thousands. Let's talk about a bird that has a little bit more um, population in the wild, and that's the scarlet macaw, and that's the one... That is, it's a large red, yellow, and blue. It's very colorful. It's not just red. It is wide-ranging, much more so than the hyacinth. It ranges, uh, the range extends from southeastern Mexico to the Peruvian Amazon, Colombia, Bolivia, all the way down to the lowlands of Brazil. It has suffered from local extinction through habitat destruction and capture from the parrot trade, 
but in other areas it remains pretty common. A typical sighting of, the, of a single bird or a pair flying above the, fat, uh, the forest canopy is typical, although in some areas there can be flocks. Scarlet macaws, as you can probably guess from watching winged encounters, communicate primarily through honks and other vocal communications. And captain, captain macaws are, are known to be able to mimic human speech, as we all know. And we've all, uh, for those of you who have seen winged encounters, know that the uh, parrots, or the macaws, I should say, can be quite noisy as they're coming in. The last one I want to talk about is the military macaw. Not only is it um, seen in winged encounters, but it also has an exhibit in the Oasis. It is called the military macaw because it is predominantly green and it res- sort of resembles a military parade uniform, although there is some blue and red in the, in the uh, uh, plumage itself. It is found in the forests of Mexico and South America. Now, military macaws do live in large flocks. Some of them can be, um, you know, dozens of birds, and they live about 50 to 60 years in the wild. The military macaw inhabits arid woodlands and subtropical forests, and they typically live at elevations higher in the mountains than most macaws uh, really range. They can often be heard long before they are seen, again, much like winged encounters. They are very noisy birds, making a variety of cracking and shrieking sounds. The military macaw's diet consists, like the others, of seeds, fruits, nuts, berries, and other vegetation found on treetops in their forest. Military macaws will leave their roosts and flocks around the dawn and head to their feeding areas. They'll also sometimes visit heaps of clay known as macaw licks. Now, these clay licks, which are commonly used by macaw, other kinds of macaws as well, are found along riverbanks and sometimes in the interior of the Amazon forest. Macaws will flock there to feed on these clay deposits, which appear to detoxify the poisons found in seeds and vegetation for the rest of their diet. It is also thought that the clay provides the macaws with dietary salt not available in their normal diet. The abundance of military macaws has now decreased to less than 10,000 globally, so it is listed as a vulnerable, not yet endangered, but a vulnerable species. And this decrease is mostly due to deforestation and, of course, the capturing of wild birds for the pet trade. Now let's talk about some of the conservation issues facing macaws. Habitat loss and hunting are a terrible pull, uh, t- take a terrible toll on the birds. While a few of the 17 species of macaw are still abundant, more than half are uh, half a dozen, excuse me, are considered critically threatened or at least endangered. As I said before, there are believed to be less than a few thousand hyacinth macaws in the wild, and there are less than a thousand red-fronted and blue-throated macaws. It appears that just a single spix macaw may still be left in the wild, and the glaucus macaw is probably already extinct, and they haven't been seen in quite a few years. Now, part of the problem with macaws is they have a very low reproduction rate, one egg at a time, and they take some time to um, mature. But the primary cause uh, of macaw um, endangerment is habitat loss from the rainforest, as well as the heavy exploitation for the pet trade. The hyacinth macaw, again, is especially vulnerable to capture and habitat destruction because it is noisy, fearless, predictable, and dependent on palm trees, so it's easy to find them. As many as 10,000 hyacinth macaws were taken from the wild, for example, during the 1980s. The trees were cut down and they removed the young birds from their nest holes, which not only removes the generation of birds, but also permanently destroys that nest site, which is tough to find to begin with. United States passed the Wild Bird Population Act in 1992 that was designed to end the wild capture of pet birds, as many of the birds sold in the U.S. are in fact victims of illegal pet trade. 
these birds are, you know, as I said, taken out of their habitat, smuggled, and sometimes in very cruel ways. Um, these birds are funneled into breeding facilities akin to puppy mills, and their offspring are then sold as pets. So it sort of goes around the um, stringent uh, smuggling trade. The Animal, animal Law Coalition explains that parrots, ha parrots have been found hidden away in everything from toothpaste tubes to stockings to toilet paper tubes to glove compartments, tire wells, and even hubcaps. These normally loud animals are drugged or given alcohol to keep them as quiet as possible during the trip. In some cases, birds have been reported to have their beaks taped shut. Up to at least 60% of the birds die in transportation this way. And when they capture young, it's even worse. Some estimates indicate that up to 99% of birds will die between capture and final sale. The United States is the largest market for the exotic pet trade. In the last decade, 8.5 million birds, at least 85% of the birds were captured in the wild, were imported or smuggled into the United States. And that's in the 1990s. Millions of tropical birds, including parrots and macaws, are captured for local sale too. About 50% of hyacinth macaws, for example, trapped in Brazil, were bought by Brazilians rather than being sold overseas. One um, conservation group that I would direct you to is actually a conservation partner of ours, and you can find their stuff on our website, jumboeveryone.com, and that is the ARA Project. And we actually had um, a member of the team of ARA Project on our show for an interview. They deal with great green and scarlet macaws. The scarlet macaws, of course, you see at the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And what they do is they rehabilitate the birds into the wild and reintroduce them. The first releases of scarlet macaws started in northern Costa Rica and at various places they're out. And many of the released birds survived and are actively nesting now. Reintroduction efforts of the great green macaw was initiated on the southern Caribbean region of Costa Rica in 2011 and continues to date with several dozen birds li now living successfully in the wild. So um, things are being done to try to prevent the pet trade, but it continues to be a big problem for macaws. So when you see the macaws flying over um, your head at, at the Disney's Animal Kingdom, just make sure you realize that um, they're better in the wild than they are in your home. Thanks. Thank you.